Hello, welcome to Talks at Brickstone, your one-stop podcast for research, insights and interviews on thought leadership issues relating to Africa's infrastructure, built environment and natural environment. I'm your host, Femi Aufala. On the last episode, we spoke about contractual performance in response to COVID-19 and I had the guests, Mr. Obafemi Oluwayemi, who gave us great insight on force measure issues and you know how businesses can you know relate with the current situation and and strategies they can use to you know make decisions going forward. But we'd like to dive in today into more you know important uh, issues related to um, the financing arrangement. You know, yesterday our focus was basically around you know project agreements and the project itself. Um, issues related to um, the projects whereby you are having an offtake agreement or a concession agreement. Um, how does force measure play a role in that regard of your contract being frustrated? But this time around, I'll welcome again Mr. Abafemi Uluayemi. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Yes. So, in this episode, we'll talk about um, um, the finance arrangements or finance agreements or finance documents in, in large-scale projects and how does how do they even emanate in itself? What's their relationship between the contract, uh, sorry, between the finance agreement and the project major, major From a first major perspective, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, thank you very much. Um, the last, at the last episode, we spoke about uh, this project, um, about the first major job provisions and project agreement. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the financing agreement in a project, it typically will not contain first major provisions. Why is this? I thought yeah, because you know. uh, the lender do not want the the repayment obligation of the, of the girls, mm-hmm. you know, to be to be dependent on the on, uh, on force majeure oh. events. Or any uncertainties. Yeah. Or any uncertainties. Okay. So the obligation to pay still remains. Yeah. Okay. The the uh, the obligor is still expected to perform. Okay. You know, despite that force majeure events. So that's typically why it is not it is not uh, included in loan agreement. And even in general commercial agreements, yeah, mm-hmm. you will notice that force major events will typically not be used to excuse the payment obligation, even in a regular commercial agreement. Okay. Yeah, okay. In a regular commercial agreement. Wow. So typically then, you know, when a number of people who are, you know, seeking investors or seeking investments and things um what kind of so the, what kind of like protections do they have i mean definitely they can use insurance you know yeah. to insure against a number of risks but some risk might not be might, might be uninsurable insurable. so to say and things like that. so how do you now tie in the the provisions provided in first measure in project agreement how does that now tie into the finance agreement okay <clears throat> There is a reason why uh, force majeure yeah, is acceptable in uh, commercial agreements generally. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the reality is that the lenders themselves, even though force majeure events are excluded from the loan agreements, mm-hmm. 
they cannot close their eyes to it. Okay. Yeah. So in the project agreement, what the project, project agreements we typically, I mean, the loan agreements we typically require is that if a force majeure event occurs under the project agreement or any of the project agreements, mm -hmm. yeah, the obligor, which is the project company now, the borrower, must inform them, inform the lenders. Okay. So there is a that notification obligation. Correct. So and what that does is to enable the the, the lenders to evaluate the situation okay. and then know the appropriate steps to take. Okay, okay, okay. And typically, um, that notification, I mean, I'm sure it will be provided in the agreement, the process at which that will happen and things like yes, that. Yes, sure. And um, so, we're, we're, we're having this COVID-19, a number of people have borrowed money, and in project finance, we all understand that, you know, you typically get your funding based on the cash flow, you know, of the project itself to get your repayment back and things. And if this, if the, if the, if the project is frustrated or maybe the, the, the debt service or the cash flow available for debt service is not as robust as it used to be because of this, because of this situation in itself, um, if they give this notification, what now happens, or what can the what what, what may, um, let me say various implications which can happen depend on the extent. Do they have to wait for a while? And what are the options you think um, could happen? I mean, with okay. those we know there will, there will be definitely every 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 project will have its own peculiarities or its own situation. But from your own experience, what do you think will be the main cause of debates? Yeah, a number of things can can emanate as a result of that, you know, between the lender and the project company. Number one, it's a function of the stage at which it happens. the event occurs. Okay. Take for example, if it happens at the, at the construction stage, okay. typically project loans, you know, the repayment obligation will be freezed at that point. Okay. You know, there is no repayment obligation until revenue starts to kick in. Definitely, yeah. So like a grace period, capitalized interest yeah. will be capitalized for that period. But remember, yes, yes. But remember, the lender still has to fund the construction and absolutely along, along certain miles. Yes. Yeah. Would they, would they stop funding at that point? Or so something? yeah, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get to that. So at that point, no repayment obligation really. Yes. Yeah. Now, but you still need to notify the lender. You know, of the situation. So there the, are the options that they may take. They may look at the situation and say that, okay, at this point, we may stop for that disbursement okay. because no work is going on. Okay. Uh, and then they are trying to cut their losses Correct. You know, on it. And then we see how event pans out, whether the, the first major event subsides or abates or whatever. Now, so that because the reason why it is important for the for the for the lenders is that. The lender looks only to the project for payback. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So it's very, very key for them. Like that is what is called project finance. Yeah. Yeah. You look only to the project for payback. You are not yeah. looking at any other assets of the sponsor and whatever. Okay. Correct. And in in the situation where they need to actually ascertain, first of all, that is there or the lender feels that no, these projects, they don't feel that this is a force majeure issue. Um, this project already has, a, for example, a long-term PPE to supply maybe power and things like that. And your off-taker is still ready to pay. But maybe from an operational perspective, 
you might not. So in a situation whereby they don't consider that event or this event serious enough for you not to continue to make your repayment obligations, what um, what basically would can be, the bank do? Can, can the bank or the lender do? I mean, yes, there are issues on. I mean, as you said, they might go into disputes and things, but. Um, one has to really certify and look at the business and say that you know you know what you know you used to generate x in cash flow before we are now generating a little bit lower okay basically what you are talking about is situation whereby we have hit revenue yeah yeah you already you know the first stage i talked about is where uh, you are at the construction stage okay yes 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 and yes, then yes, you have yes, not yes. hit revenue correct yeah yes. so the repayment obligation has not even accrued yes now let's assume that you now have uh, started having revenue. Yes. Now, the same process happens. Okay. The project company, the borrower, informs the bank. The bank evaluates the situation and see whether they can exercise any of the rights that they have. But they have to first ascertain, ascertain yeah. that your cash flow used to be 15. Yeah. Your cash flow is now 10. Mm -hmm. Right? But this 10, you can still make that service payment. But you might not be able yes. to operate the facility, operations. Yes. yes. So the not, question is... It may not affect your your capacity. Your, exactly. I mean, it may not affect your your your, your capacity to pay. Yes. Yeah. Your, your, to meet your obligations. Yes. So that evaluation yeah. will be done by the in-house I mean, bank and, and they will all come to an agreement that, okay, you know what, you can still pay. Or maybe you can't you can pay as much, but you can pay something. Mm -hmm. So you know... That is where the evaluation comes in. Correct. Okay. You look at the entire scenario, you know, the bank. Okay, how much has it affected you? Okay. Now, assuming that the bank even takes a totally different view mm -hmm. of the of the of the situation. Yeah. The guy is saying, I'm, I have force major. The bank says, oh, this is not force major. You should be able to do X, Y, Z. Correct. Yeah. Now that may be under the project agreement. You know, you know that the bank. The banks are not parties to the project agreement. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Now, so if it affects the bank in terms of, they may say they want to exercise their stepping rights. Okay. Yeah. That maybe they're not running the business. Yeah. Well, you know, they can step yeah. in and things. Yeah. But wow, that's that's a possibility. So what are the other options? They want, yeah, they they want to enforce the security. You know, it, it's 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 a, uh, it's a combination of. Of, of, of legal and commercial issues that are involved. Correct. Okay. Determine whether you know sometimes when the banks enforce security, you, know, you may have the right to enforce security, but it may not make sense to enforce the security. Correct. You know, yes. Take for example, there are situations where you get. I mean, I've seen situations where the banks obtain the assets that they mm -hmm. finance, you know, from the borrower. Mm -hmm. You know, they kept it. They can't even make use of it. Exactly. So if it would have been better if you left it in the hands of the. Of the of the of the uh, of the borrower, the borrower so let him continue to operate it. Whatever revenue is getting from it, you are going to be liquidating you know, instead of just yeah, taking it all together. Taking it all so it's a, it's a it's a it's a complex web of complex web of factors Correct. that needs to be taken into consideration, legal, commercial, and otherwise. You know, for the banks to be able to make appropriate decisions. But the banks will certainly have plenty of rights under the agreement: the stepping rights, the right to sell. You know, and um, even the right to have a standstill agreement okay. to have uh, to have the loan uh, loan uh, loan workout. Correct. You know, yeah. If you think <coughs> if there's stimulus package yeah. from the government, you can example, restructure the loan, the loan and all that stuff. So there are a number of options that could be.
Wow. Well, <clears throat> I mean, this, this is a very, very important, um, you know, information because, I mean, our audience are a number of people who are involved in projects and um, at this point, you know, if you can keep paying your debt service, I think the best thing is to continue to service it. The bank will certainly want to reinforce that. Correct. But, but you know, what happens in Nigeria or Africans is that, you know, any, any opportunity to even just relax and say, you know what, maybe they have been trying to pay. You know, because, because before coronavirus came upon, the economy has been frustrated since December, you know, late Q4 last year up till now. And I'm not saying that entrepreneurs should not, but when they when they get an opportunity like this, like they want to just rest. See, no, let's even just chill. Yeah, but you know the way they structure the security arrangement. Yeah. In project, especially yeah. some that are those that are properly put together. Together. You know, there's no you, you won't you won't be able to escape anything. <laughs> you know, the account has been has been, you have a you have a pledge over the account. Correct. Do you get? Yeah. Uh, you have a legal mortgage. You know, depending on the nature of the assets, exactly, you have a uh, uh, mortgage of the shares. Mm-hmm. Of the SPV. So I mean, it's a it's it's a well well uh, thought through structured yeah, it's process. It's a watertight watertight process. process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. you can't really say you want to uh, the account that you're going to collect the revenue. There's a charge over mm-hmm. the account. So so the key thing is that I I believe that there's going to be a number of negotiations that are going to happen from now to the next six months because a number of projects may be frustrated they may not be able to make debt service payments they basically need to seek counsel you have one that i'm dealing with currently now. exactly they probably need to seek counsel they probably need to see their advisors look at their numbers again look at their business plan the lenders need to sit down and assess the situation i, I see a situation where we might start having a new set of non-performing loans not as a result of the economics of the loan initially when they were created but as a result of the you know the effects of this economic environment in which they find themselves and i see a situation whereby the government really needs to come you know to aid a number of these businesses you know give them the right um, stimulus package you know so that you know, they don't become non-performing loans unnecessarily. But that would be very difficult for the government. Because government itself is badly hit <laughs> by low oil prices. So where do you go from there? Well, it's a... Well, and and that's that's one of the reasons why... Why... That's one of the reasons why, you know, um, things like, I mean, a partial risk guarantee and some form of high-level government mitigation plans need to be in place now. To me, that is government projects involving government. You are government yes. party. But even even private even private projects because I feel that yes, you're a private developer, you are developing a project. Government believes that they want to create a conducive environment for you to live. Yeah. So the question is you mean there, nobody has any remedy that you cannot repay your loan. The bank also doesn't have any remedy that this guy, let's take the let's take the security and let's start using it, or let's the loan will still not come back. So at the end of the day, as a as a sovereign nation, the government has to come in place. No, it's not necessarily because even okay. if you look at the at the, the Obama stimulus package okay. in the US during the financial it was, crisis, they gave stimulus package to the auto industries. Yes, you see, there were arguments against it. Okay, now that's you, the basic idea behind the argument against the fact that why do you want to ensure people that have taken business risk 
Okay. Do you understand? So yeah. when you take business risk, the business risk is a natural is natural to every business endeavor. The chances that you succeed and is for you to fail. Yeah. So yeah. why when it fails, why do you want to why do you want to why do you want to uh, to create support but for that. Yes. So because but, but, in, in that okay. event, that means you are eliminating that business, the downside, downside of business risk, leaving only the upside. Because this is a one-off event. That's that is the real reason. If it was like there was a market downturn, or that there was a um, supply or a market risk or a market risk, whatever, I feel there's a justification for private investors or private business owners um, sitting with the banks to look at the the real economics of each of their projects if for example in the i mean the 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 power industry have had issues on tariff forever they've had a number of non-performing loans and things if you go into oil and gas or refinery or things but at a certain point i feel that it's important for to pick this situation as an unforeseen risk, right? And come up with a structure where um, that risk can be not, not, not so much mitigated now because that's happened, but I play a scenario whereby, okay, the obligors cannot pay the loan. The demand in the market for yeah, this mitigation. I think Correct. one of the things that could, that could happen is uh, because the, the negotiation yes, of the business the, is not filled economics of the economics of the economics of the deal. Okay, you see, sometimes uh, when you look at numbers in business, especially for projects, mm -hmm. when you look at numbers, the uh, project agreements were negotiated on the basis of certain economic assumptions. Of course, definitely, yeah. yeah. Now, when you execute it on the basis of that, those economic assumptions, yeah, mm -hmm. then you will be, even if your, if your projections are not accurate in terms of revenue, profits, and all Correct. that, yeah. if they are not dead accurate, you are going to be close to it. Definitely, you know, Is yeah. that better or a little lower? Well, that's true. That's, you, true. that's you, why you have dead service now, coverage ratio. when you have a situation like this that happens, unforeseen events take place, mm -hmm. A very good option for the parties is to renegotiate the economic balance. Okay. When you renegotiate the economic balance, it may have, I mean, you may not be able to achieve the profit level that was, you know, that was projected before. for all the parties. Correct. Yeah. But through renegotiations, you may be able to achieve something. Some amount of negotiation. I can tell some you that Nigerian of, banks sometimes they don't have that patience to do that negotiation. Uh, but they always in the first go get the money. They just want to like you know push you forward. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but when the reality is, is telling you in the face, that's why businesses collapse. Okay. You know, ideas get wound up. Yeah. You know, because of what? Because when we when we when we when we um, uh, try to rely strictly on our contractual rights, it may create problems. Okay. In some situations, especially in long-term contracts. Okay. Yeah. The economic conditions, you know, that supported the negotiations of the balance of terms and obligations, yeah. balance of terms and conditions of the agreement mm -hmm. at, the, at conception, may not be in existence or may not be consistently available throughout the time. Definitely. I mean, it is very unlikely. Very So when you now have some sudden change, change, yeah, in events, yeah. 
there could there should be room for renegotiation to, to recreate a new economic balance you know yeah that we enable Definitely. Enable, uh, the Definitely. parties to be able to still carry on with the project you know for the duration of its time okay okay i agree now so so i mean thank you for the real you know important you know explanation and illustration around this situation of things um so what can you talk about um where a loan has already been frustrated and maybe they are we are currently in a negotiation period so we, we've spoken about the the construction period we've spoken about the operational period now let's talk about the financial close period so you've had a term sheet you've had your cps being given to you as the spv you are currently trying to raise funds and things and you've signed no if you have achieved financial close you are no longer raising funds yes because yes. all the obligations are so yeah you're trying to meet up your cp requirements meet up all your conditions precedent and things can you now still go back post financial close to say guys you know what this coronavirus so does that uh, interest rates all the rates we agreed we have to renegotiate you know what, what happens at that period well it depends on how well you can sell that idea to the bank because at that preliminary at that no i've not yet, they've not yet disbursed money mm -hmm. i'm just still uh, you but know the loan agreement has, has been, been signed, signed up yes yeah yeah can you convince the bank because the moment an agreement is signed it's binding. all obligations accrue i mean Agreement, agreement becomes valid. Correct. It's only performance that may take time. Yes. You know, like different between Correct. performance and validity of the contract. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, the moment you sign, the agreement becomes valid. Everybody is bound by the terms and conditions they have signed up to. Yeah. So, if you now say you want to renegotiate that, it's a question of whether the situation on ground justifies it. You, That's true. It should be a hassle. You know, well, to me, if you look at except all, maybe all for example, related, let us okay. assume that we have uh, the situation uh, there is a war. So let's even that may, okay, be, go ahead, that okay. may be a very, that may be a very compelling case. Case, correct? Do you understand? So yeah. Now, <clears throat> I think it is very difficult to deal with this issue on a hypothetical level. Let me look. Let me let me pick it. Let me pick a, good, a classic case. So CBN came about with new. Um, stimulus or uh, like reducing reduction in interest rates from nine to five percent for a number of their intervention funds. Yeah. So uh, what I'm saying is that if if I've signed up, uh, I've not been disbursed yet, but I now see a new window that that, that can cost for maybe a refinancing, so to say. But the banks will like the earlier interest rate I started with to to enjoy you know a better margin and better profitability. If if push comes to shove, um, and I see that you know what, there's a better option for me now. Yes, there might be breakage fees to pay. I don't know. I mean, there might be some ways to terminate that and move into this new regime. But what 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 in terms of force measure, as you as you mentioned now, what can what can be the options for for the for the obligor to now, explain to the bank? Okay. The bank typically may not want to agree to it. You have yeah. signed up to this interest rate, you have signed up to it. Now, but you remember that there are some 
diff there are different interest rate structures. That's true. Well, have fixed interest rate. Correct. And, and this rate. problem can only affect a fixed interest rate structure. structure. Correct. Now, when you have a floating interest rate that is tied to a particular market exactly uh, indices, uh, market uh, indices, or yeah, or reference market, uh, reference to a particular interest rate in the yeah. market, especially maybe the CBN rate or yeah, or LIBOR yeah. or something. So it flexes yeah. with what well, is you, but you also so with that, in that situation, yeah. you know, in that situation, you don't have problems. Yeah. Now let us assume that you have taken a fixed interest rate. There are also a number of financial options that you, that you can have. Let us assume that the margin is huge. You know, the margin is huge, mm -hmm. and then you, you can approach a bank, another bank, to take out this one under the new terms. We have to renegotiate again, and although they probably will, if they if they, if if they, they look see, at the situation, they may, they may say, okay, let's this do is what you want to do. You can go on, and then that's true, and then and then bring down the. I mean, so yeah, the rate. thank you so much for the feedback and thank you so much for the information. Um, it's been an interesting scenario discussing um, contractual performance, you know, under this coronavirus uh, situation and what are the remedies, what are the issues and things. Uh, I would like to thank you once again, Mr. Obafemi Oluwayemi, and um, you see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye.